Good morning, Crestview family. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for coming on a on this wonderful Sunday morning. If you are a guest or a visitor with us, you picked a wonderful day to be here as we decorate, as we continue to decorate our sanctuary for this Christmas season on this Hanging of the Greens Day. Uh, we would like, if you are visiting for the first time, we would love to get to know you a little better. So if you could drop a, um, there's some cards. You can fill it out, drop it in the offering plate, just put some information on it. That's all we need, just so we can get to know you. Um, quite a few things going on. Um, the bulletin has it all in it, uh, most of it in there. A couple things are not. Uh, the Christmas card boxes are up and labeled. And if you come to church here, and we've seen you around before, you have a... Uh, you have a Christmas card box, so hey, uh, so uh, the list are out there, the Christmas card list are out there, so um, if you want to bring Christmas cards to share with our church family, it'd be an awesome idea, and uh, you can deliver them in those boxes. Um, just a few things coming up, let's see, where is, are we working Wednesday, Tuesdays, anybody know about a work day Tuesday, working out here at the church, I was waiting, looking for the boss man. He's over there. He said, we're working Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we're back to our regular schedule. So 5.30, we'll be here for our uh, Christmas play practice for the kids. And then we'll have a meal after. And then we're back to our Bible study stuff. Um, don't forget, we got a, our Christmas cantata coming up on the 10th. And our Christmas play for our kids coming up uh, the week after that. Um, the kids' Christmas party, the, the youth Christmas party is the first one. It is on the 9th this year on at Saturday evening. Yeah, Saturday evening. Unfortunately, where's Artie? He said, listen, he said, I want you to know that that, that, that Christmas party might interfere with the championship game. Sorry, it's not going to interfere with the championship game, Artie. Um, so, uh, so Timothy will be here for the Christmas party. So I'm, so, but it's Okay. Um, the youth Christmas party is after we have, I mean, the kids Christmas party is after we have our dress rehearsal for, um, the Christmas play on the 16th. Uh, I don't think there are any more announcements. I don't know. We got a lot to do today, so I want to get into it. Unless anybody else has anything, I'm going to turn it over to Preacher Artie and we can focus on worshiping the Lord this morning. Okay, it is after Thanksgiving, which means that it, I can officially say, Merry Christmas. It is now legal to play Christmas music and watch Christmas movies. But I'm going to tell you something. We have to keep in mind that without Christmas, we'd never have Easter. And Easter is the reason that Jesus came on Christmas. So we have a lot to be thankful for, and we have a lot to celebrate. So today, as we go through our time, there's going to be a lot of different things going on this morning, uh, getting our church prepared for Christmas. But one thing that goes through it all is Jesus Christ. So I thank you for being here this morning. I hope that you're able to worship as we 
as we work today and as we begin our time together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you. Dear Lord, I am so excited because it is now officially Christmas season. And dear Lord, while this is one of the busiest times of year, from shopping to decorating to getting together with family, even within the church, dear Lord, with all the different parties and activities and, and cantatas and plays and everything that's going on, it is so easy for us to lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas. And dear Lord, we thank you for the fact that your son left glory to come and dwell among us sinners that we could have salvation through him. The Lord, help us to remember his name, Emmanuel, means God with us. The Lord, bless us today. May your name be glorified through everything that's done and said. And dear Lord, if there is someone that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior today, that through what is being done today, through what is being said today, what is being sung today, that the Holy Spirit would touch their hearts and guide them to you so that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are Savior. The Lord bless us today. Have your way with us. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Long ago, as the stillness of the night hovered over Bethlehem, our Savior, Jesus, was born. When we think of those intimate moments in the cattle stall, think of the guiding star, the angels singing and proclaiming his birth, the shepherds praising and worshiping him. Don't you wish you could have been there and participated in his celebration? We wish we could have been there to witness the birth of the one who would save us from our sins, conquer death, and give us life forever. The one to give us hope, love, joy, and peace. The adoration of the king began that night and will continue throughout eternity. So today, we gather to prepare the birthday of God's Son, our Messiah. As we celebrate this joyful and holy season, we adorn this, his sanctuary, to remind us of his birth, his life, his sacrificial death, and his triumphant resurrection. So join us as we take place in the celebration of Jesus' birth and his love for us. So let us begin by standing and singing our hymn of praise, the first verse, O Come All Ye Faithful.
Like all birthday parties, we decorate for the celebration. This is known as the season of Advent, the time that we prepare our hearts for the celebration of Christ's coming, to represent the coming of Christ and to help us be reminded of that wonderful night as we waited anxiously for his arrival. We will prepare our Advent wreath. The table is adorned with a purple cloth to symbolize royalty. We place an Advent wreath, which is made into a circle of evergreen that remains green all year and is symbolic of Christ's never-ending and never-fading love for us. We then place three purple candles and one pink candle all surrounding the white pillar candle. Next week is actually the first Sunday of Advent. We will light the candle of hope. The second Sunday, we will light the candle of love. The third Sunday, we light the candle of joy. And the fourth Sunday, we light the candle of peace. On Christmas Day, traditionally, we light the center candle, which is known as the Christ candle. However, since we will not be meeting on Christmas Day, we don't want to miss out on lighting the candle. So we're going to light the Christ candle today to remind us that everything about the season of Christmas revolves around Jesus Christ. For many years, the faithful looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. As our Advent wreath is prepared and we light our Christ candle, let us listen as Sharon sings, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And remember that we are thankful to God for giving us his son Jesus to be the fulfillment of our deepest desires and hope. Israel 
Let us now listen as Pastor Artie reads to us the Christmas story and be reminded of the greatest gift ever given as we place our statues uh, of our own nativity. Matthew 1, 18-24 says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and was not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared and to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he who, it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took her as his wife. Then Luke 2, 1-20 through 20, now it came about in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken all of all that inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all were proceeding to register for the census, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee with the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. And it came about that while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth in her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord said, suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ, the Lord. And they will, this will be a sign for you. You shall find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. 
And it came about when the angels were gone away from them unto heaven that the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in haste and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about the child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back and glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as they had been told. Then Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And then verses 9 through 11. Having heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly in great joy. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So, let us stand and sing joyfully, joy to the world. men from the east came seeking the newborn king they brought him gifts to honor him the bible says on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother mary and they bowed down and worshiped him when they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh gold signifies jesus's status as king Frankincense represented the infant's divinity as the son of God. And myrrh was symbolic of Jesus' mortality. At this time, as Kira plays the cello for us, uh, Ode to Joy, we have the opportunity to give to Jesus with our own gifts of tithes and offerings.
Father, our Heavenly Father, we are thankful for our many gifts, but we ask now that you be honored with our gifts. I ask you to bless this gift and the giver, for it is your name that we pray. Amen. We hang evergreen as a reminder of life. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Holly remains green during the winter months. Centuries ago, people thought it had a magical power. So bringing a branch or a bough of holly into the house for the wintertime would bring hope that it would be a shield against the hardship of winter. Jesus is our hope. So as we sing the solid rock, let us be reminded that Jesus is our hope as our garland is hung. Would you stand? My hope is on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Again, nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. As we said, green represents renewal, new life, freshness, and rebirth. Plants such as pine, fir, holly, and mistletoe are all called evergreens because they never die. Throughout the year, they remain evergreen, ever alive. <clears throat> because they never die, our ancestors saw them as signs of things that last forever. Isaiah tells us that there will be no end to the reign of our Messiah. The wreath also signifies the crown, both as a sign of kingship of Jesus, but also as a reminder of his love for us when he wore the crown of thorns. As we sing worthy of worship, we will hang our wreaths, but as we see these, let us be reminded of Jesus' life and his never-ending love for us. Would you stand as we sing the first and the last verses of Worthy of Worship?
The legend of the poinsettia comes from Mexico. It tells of a girl named Maria and her little brother, Pablo. They were very poor, but always looked forward to the Christmas festival. Each year, a large manger scene was set up in the village church, and the days before Christmas were filled with parades and parties where the children brought gifts to go to the manger. Maria and Pablo loved Christmas, but were always saddened because they had no money to buy any presents. They especially wished that they could give something to go in the manger for the baby Jesus, but they had nothing. One Christmas Eve, as Maria and Pablo set out for church to attend the service, on their way, they picked some weeds growing along the roadside to take as their gift to the Christ child in the manger. Of course, the other children teased them when they arrived with their weeds as a gift, but they said nothing, for they knew that's all they had to give. As Maria and Pablo began placing the weeds around the manger, miraculously, the leaves on top turned into a bright red petal. And soon, the manger was surrounded by beautiful star-like flowers that is now known as the poinsettia. So as we place our own poinsettias around the manger, let us be reminded that it is not how elaborate the gift is that we give to Jesus, but the love in which we give. So, as Izzy sings and Susie plays the piano, as they sing Away in a Manger, we will place our own poinsettias. Away in the manger, a crib for a little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he was laid. The little Lord Jesus lays us asleep on the hay. Way in the manger, no grip for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he laid. The little boy Jesus asleep on the hay. Candy maker wanted to make a candy that a reminder of Jesus Christ. So he made the Christmas candy cane. He started off with a stick of pure white hard candy. The white color symbolized the virgin birth and the sinless nature of Jesus and the hard foundation of the church and the firmness of the promise of God. 
candy maker made the candy in the form of a J, which represents the name of Jesus. And when turned the other way, looks like a staff. This was perfect, since Jesus was called the Good Shepherd. He then colored it with three stripes, which represent the suffering Jesus received and symbolize the blood shed by Christ on the cross. When we break the candy cane, it reminds us that Jesus' body was broken for us and how much he loves us. As our children are passing out candy canes, Susie, no, Betsy is going to play for us, Jesus Loves Me. Let us be reminded of Jesus' love for us and that he is our good, kind shepherd. Once upon a time, many years ago, an old cobbler and his wife lived in a tiny cottage at the edge of a village in Austria. This humble shoemaker had few worldly possessions, but whatever he owned, he shared with others. Symbolic of this generosity and love of mankind was the lighted candle that he placed in the window of his cottage. Every night, this light would shine forth as a welcome sign of hospitality to any traveler who might be in search of shelter. Over a period of several years, war, famine, and near destruction, it fell upon this little village. But never once 
did the little candle fail to send its beams as a message of hope and cheer to all. Hardships and losses came to the village as a result of the war. Loved ones were killed in the battle. Crops failed and animals starved. And yet, through all this trouble, the little cobbler and his wife suffered far less than the other villagers. It seemed that there was a magical charm guarding these two. Discouraged and weary, the village peasants gathered together one evening to discuss the cobbler's fortune. Surely there is something special about him. He's always spared from misfortune like the rest of us. What does he do that we don't do? Someone said, perhaps it is his little candle in the window. Let us put a candle in our windows too, and let's see if this mysterious charm protects us. Now it so happened that the day of the peasants' meeting was the day before Christmas. And it was the, so on the first night that a candle was lit in the window of every home in the village was Christmas Eve. The candles burned all that night, and when morning came, it seemed as though a miracle had occurred. A soft mantle of snow covered all the village, and there was just an air of hope and contentment filled the hearts of the villagers. Before the first ray of the morning sun had cast its first gleam upon the new-fallen snow, a messenger came riding through the town to bring great news, and he shouted, Peace has come! Peace! The war is over! The church bells chimed as the people knelt in prayer on that most wonderful morning. Never before had there been such a feeling of Christmas glory and joy as there was on this day. The peasants were just awed. It was the candle, they whispered. They have brought an answer to all of our prayers. We must never again fail to light our candles on Jesus' birthday. And now, many years later, this beautiful custom has spread all over the world. Until today, millions of candles flicker all over the world, sending forth a message of hope, love, and cheer that never grows old. As uh, Doug and Joanne sing, The Light of the World is Jesus, we will have our own candles placed in the windows and lit. And may we be reminded of what the villagers villager said. Let us never again to fail to light our candles on Jesus' birthday.
As Christmas draws near, Christmas music can be heard everywhere. Hymns, instrumentals, love songs, sad songs, jazzy songs, really any style you want to listen to, you can hear it at Christmas time. We would never think it possible that a song could cause us to go to jail or even beheaded. The song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, seems to be a delightful nonsense rhyme just set to music. But it had a quite serious purpose when it was written. In England, during the 1500s, people were prohibited from the practice of their faith. Actually, it was against the law to proclaim your faith or even sing about Jesus. Anyone caught and writing or singing about the Bible or their faith could land in prison, hanged, or beheaded. So this song was written to help young children learn of their faith and help in memorizing facts about the Bible. So the gifts mentioned in this song are hidden meanings to the teaching of the faith. The true love refers to God himself. The me refers to every believing person. The partridge in a pear tree is Jesus Christ. The two turtle doves are the Old and New Testament. The three French hens are faith, hope, and charity. The four calling birds are the four gospels. The five golden rings are the first five books of the Old Testament. The six geese laying, those are the six days of creation. Seven swans are swimming are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. The eight maids of milking are the eight beatitudes. Nine ladies dancing are the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Ten lords of leaping, those are the ten commandments. Eleven pipers piping are the eleven faithful apostles. And twelve drummers drumming, these are the twelve points of doctrine of the apostles' creed. So listen as Jackie sings, and she's going to start with the twelfth verse. 
with the interpretation of the song with its true meaning. And may we be reminded how blessed we are to live in a country where we are free to worship, sing, and decorate his sanctuary for his birth. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my Father God gave me twelve points of doctrine, eleven faithful apostles, the Ten Commandments, nine fruits of the Spirit, eight Beatitudes, seven gifts of the Spirit, six days of creation, Would you all like to join her? <laughs> Chrismons are special ornaments hung on Christmas trees and used in decorations that remind us of the true meaning of the Christmas season and point us to the Christ child. Chrismon is a combination of the word Christ and the word monogram, which means symbol. The ornaments are white and gold, white symbolizing that Jesus was pure and perfect, and gold symbolizing his majesty and glory. Each Christmon represents Jesus Christ, his life, his ministry, his nature, and his teaching. The evergreen tree symbolizes eternal life. The lights proclaim Jesus is the light of the world, and the Christmon ornaments declare his name, life, and saving acts. So as Chad comes up, he's going to help the children place the Christmon ornaments as we tell you what each one represents. Chad. We will begin with the butterfly. The butterfly is a symbol for transformation and the immortal soul. The crown is the symbol that Jesus is king. It shows that Christians believe Jesus is ruler over heaven and earth. 
The anchor cross reminds Christians that Jesus is the anchor of our faith. The dove is a symbol of peace and the Holy Spirit. It is shown pointing down to represent the Holy Spirit that appeared as a dove when Jesus was baptized. The Cairo looks like a P with an X on top of it. These two letters are the first two letters of the Greek word Christos, which means Christ. The heart is a symbol of love and reminds Christians that God is love. The Celtic cross is a normal cross with a circle in the middle to symbolize eternity. The Star of David, sometimes called the Star of Creation, is a symbol that Jesus was a Jew and a descendant of King David. The trikirta is made of three loops, making a triangle, representing the three parts of the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The fish is one of the oldest Christian symbols. The letters come from the Greek word for fish, which stands for Jesus. The lamp represents that Jesus is the light of the world. As Jimbo lights the Christmas, uh, as Jimbo plays the violin, he was asleep. As Jimbo plays the violin, he plays O Christmas Tree. Let us look at our tree and be reminded that Christmas is all about Jesus.
In ancient times, the cedar tree was revered as the tree of excellence and endurance. It also signified immortality. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus, let us read in the book of John. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that offers light to everyone was coming into the world. Yet to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, those he proclaimed to be children of God. As we light our own beautiful cedar tree, let, may we be reminded of the one who brings light to our darkness, healing our brokenness and peace to all who receive him. You may remain seated, but we will sing the first verse of Silent Night as we admire our tree. adorn our sanctuary to be reminded of who Christmas is all about, Jesus. In Luke, we read that angels invited shepherds to come and see the Christ child in Bethlehem. After they saw the baby, they shouted and glorified God. So during this season, the air is filled with music, decorations, singing, gift giving. There is a great celebration going on. So whenever we hear the songs of Christmas and see the beautiful decorations, let us remember the season for all this celebrating. As Ebenezer Scrooge said in the story, A Christmas Carol, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Let us remain joyful as if Christmas is every day.
saying Christmas is near. season of cheer. I hear the choir singing sweetly somewhere and a glow fills my heart I'm at peace with the world and the sound of the singing fills the air. Oh, why can't every day be like Christmas? Why can't that feeling go on endlessly? For if every day could be just like Christmas, what a wonderful world this would be. I hear a child telling Santa what to bring and a smile upon his tiny face is worth more to me than anything oh why can't every day be like Christmas Oh, why can't that feeling go on in the sleep? Or if every day could be just like Christmas, what a wonderful world this would be. Thank you, everyone, that had a part in the service. Thank you for Sandra getting all this together. But all of this is not why we're here. All of this is to help us remember why we are here. All of this is to remind us that our Savior, Jesus Christ, left His throne in glory and came and walked among us, feeling all the sorrow 
and pain that we feel as human beings. He lived here among us. He died on the cross for our sins. And He rose again on the third day to seal our salvation. He left on a cloud and promised us that He would come back in the same way. Christmas is when we celebrate that He lived. That He still lives. But that little baby in the manger is our Savior. He is Emmanuel. He is the greatest Christmas present ever given. If you do not know Him, now is your invitation to come meet Him face to face. Today, don't leave without knowing Jesus Christ. This is your invitation also, that if there is anything that you need to do, anything that God is telling you to do, this is your opportunity. We're only going to sing a few verses of a song as we end our service. This is your invitation. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do, don't leave this place without taking care of that. Can you stand again as we sing hymn 407, He Calls, He Lives.
Thank you. You may be seated just for a second. Hey, Sadie, can you come back up here? Oh, no. Last week, we had Landon come forward for claiming his, his faith in Jesus Christ and coming as a candidate for baptism. After the service, Gwen stopped by and said that Sadie had prayed a couple weeks ago, uh, months ago, accepting Christ as her Savior, and she was ready to get baptized. So uh, I talked to Sadie a little bit. Pastor Chad uh, talked to Sadie a little bit. And Sadie is coming today as a candidate for baptism. And if you're excited about her public profession of faith in Jesus Christ, let me hear a hearty amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to do something. If you and, and your mama would go with Miss Ginger and go out here, and everybody's going to have to come by and say hi to you and, thank, and, and tell you they're proud of you and shake your hand and hug your neck. Is that okay? Your mom will be there with you. <laughs> you guys can go out there with Miss Ginger. Guys, thank you for being here. Don't forget that 5.30 fr- Wednesday, 5.30 Wednesday, Children's Christmas play practice. Only got a few weeks. Bible study. I will tell you, Kel will be leaving Bible study for me um, Wednesday night here. He's going to finish up uh, chapter 2. Maybe finish up chapter 2 of Daniel. But he, it will be in here in the, in the sanctuary at, five, or at 6.30. Children and youth at 6.30 in the building or in the fellowship hall. They'll eventually make their way to the building. Um, And then, immediately following Bible study, the adult choir, the worship choir, can't. They've got one of the last rehearsals. There's only two more rehearsals before the Christmas cantata on the 10th. So, if you're a member of the choir, please be here for that uh, immediately following. And then, we're in December. Good gracious, December already, I can't believe it. I'm excited, I love Christmas, I love everything about Christmas. If you couldn't tell by looking at me, I love it. Um, (laughs) But it is good to have everybody here. Don't forget, in the hustle and bustle, don't forget why we're celebrating. We're celebrating the greatest gift ever given to man, Jesus Christ, our Savior. I thank you for being here today. Make sure you stop by and speak to Sadie on her way out. And I'm going to ask Doug if he would dismiss us in prayer. And uh, one more reminder, next Saturday is our church-wide breakfast. So I'd be glad for anybody to come just to be a part of fellowship and good food. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this time that we could come together. And Lord, most of all, we thank you for the son that you left on this earth to live as our lives are today. You showed us the perfect example of what we should do. Lord, we also thank you for the folks who were here and helped to decorate your house to be in such a house that would be, we believe, Lord, and we hope that you'd be proud of. Now be with us as we go from this service, and bless us and guide us in all things we do. These things I pray in your name. Amen.